0: RAC's post Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. COVID-19 has upturned the way we all live and work, and that's particularly the case for the medical profession. Many in the community have had to rely on other ways to communicate. Fortunately, great strides had already been taken in the use of telehealth, that is the provision of health via telecommunications technology. An advocate for telehealth is Professor Mark Frydenberg, a urological surgeon who's been Chairman of the Department of Urology at Monash Health in Melbourne since 1997. Chris Ashmore asks Professor Frydenberg about his involvement with telehealth before the pandemic.
1: My experience for telehealth was primarily looking after my regional patients. I personally have a regional practice as well. So even though I'm based in Melbourne, I do a bit of work in regional Victoria and Gippsland. And although I do go out there to consult in person and operate, but in between visits, obviously, there are issues. And uh, telehealth had been reimbursed for patients that live greater than 15 kilometres away from a metropolitan area, which certainly fits all my regional patients. So certainly I've had quite a reasonable amount of experience using telehealth, but primarily with my regional patients and not with my patients that were actually within metropolitan Melbourne.
0: Has there been a surge in demand of telehealth appointments since the pandemic? And how have you prepared for that surge?
1: Listen, there's undoubtedly been a major surge because of the lockdowns and the advice for people to not come out. It's also important that doctor's rooms are not that easily to socially distance from the point of view of crowded waiting rooms, and so there were some logistics issues with people coming in for face-to-face appointments anyway with the current restrictions. In addition to that, you can, then pass a lot of information and set a diagnostic pathway relatively well by telehealth in a large number of patients. So there's no doubt there's been a big surge in the demand, and I think that's reflected by some of the numbers that the government have got regarding the utilisation of telehealth since it became funded as an emergency measure during the COVID period. The preparation for that surge has been difficult. Logistically, it's been hard in some aspects. Some patients have embraced telehealth and been very happy with it and fully understanding of it. Other patients were very keen on face-to-face reviews, and you have to try and explain to them why that's not a good idea at the moment. It's also a challenge because from a medical legal point of view, we also don't want to be misdiagnosing patients or making errors in our judgment. So we've got to be very careful which patients are suitable for telehealth and which ones are not suitable for telehealth, which is challenging as well. And in addition to that, trying to set up telehealth appointments in our outpatient clinics in public hospitals, but also in our rooms privately, are also challenging because our staff have had to, in a sense, contact all the patients to let them know that there's a conversion to telehealth. Then they have to send out an email with appropriate telehealth links. We've got to make sure patients are computer literate for a video link. Otherwise, we've got to make sure it's a phone link. And then we've got the usual technology issues occasionally that happens and then there's obviously complications with follow-up as well because after every consult, patients might need some imaging or some diagnostic tests that need review. So again, there's follow up. So in fact, it, there's no doubt I believe that it has increased the administrative work from all of our staff, both in public hospitals and private practices quite significantly. So it. Certainly a very valuable addition, but there are challenges associated with its implementation.
0: What's been the response from patients in regard to telehealth? Can you share any feedback from their experiences?
1: Sure. The vast majority of people are very positive about telehealth. A lot of them quite like the idea of actually getting their information with the convenience of remaining in their own home where they know especially that they don't need a formal examination by their clinician. For busy people who are actually still actively working, it's also saved them time. They don't need to travel. They don't need to park. They don't need to sit and wait. So again, from a productivity point of view, a lot of people have found that it's extremely productive and very efficient. Having said that, there's equally a, and that's a much smaller percentage, probably only in the 5 to 10% range, who's still very much like the traditional face-to-face and would prefer that if it wasn't urgent to defer their consultation until after lockdown so that they can actually resume the normal face-to-face consultation. But the vast majority of people have been very happy with telehealth and I think would be very keen to see continue.
0: What have you found to be the main benefits of using telehealth?
1: I think the main ones are from... The main benefits are really from the patient's viewpoint rather than the doctor's viewpoint. I think that a lot of people, as I mentioned, just view that it's a very productive way of doing this. A lot of them have remained at work. They've dealt with emails. They've dealt with other things on the computer whilst they're waiting to connect through to me or for me to connect through to them. So, in fact, it's been a very efficient, productive thing. And a lot of the people that live a bit of a distance away had felt that, again, that it was a significant time-saving exercise. They didn't need to drive sometimes for half an hour, an hour to come and visit. They didn't need to park. They didn't need the extra, both the inconvenience and the cost of that travel and parking. And they still obtained a very good consultation, which was, in their opinion, as good as if they were there face-to-face. So... Certainly, there are some significant advantages for a lot of people. I think the biggest disadvantage from the doctor's point of view is that you just need to be very careful about making sure that you aren't cutting corners in the diagnostic pathway to make sure that you are doing what you would normally to make sure that you are diagnosing a person correctly or managing a person correctly without that face-to-face interaction. Mm. Do you see any limitations I think that the main limitations, which have probably been mentioned previously, are that some patients definitely feel, from a rapport point of view, that they still prefer a face-to-face rather than using telehealth. And I think we do need to take that into account and obviously allow for individual differences. I think, again, the other limitation from a doctor's point of view, as I've mentioned before, have to be careful that we're not taking shortcuts and find that we're not managing people as accurately and as well as we would as if it was a face-to-face. I think the other problem is the technology side, that there are a number of patients that just don't have the computer literacy, nor do they necessarily have the internet connection or a computer that's adequate enough or has a good camera to allow for a good video consultation. And there's no doubt that I think, in my opinion, most patients prefer the video consult because you can still see each other's expressions and feel like you're interacting better compared to a phone consult. But because of those limitations, I think in the short term, I don't think there's much doubt that we will always need to have a phone option in there in order to account for those people who don't have that good internet connection or who don't have the good computer connectivity.
0: Well, finally, would you like to see telehealth integrated more fully with our health system in a post-COVID world?
1: Personally, I would like to see it. I think it's been a revelation. I think a lot of patients have taken to it very well, and I think that they would be very keen to see it continue. And it does provide, in certain circumstances, very efficient care. I think it's important, as I mentioned previously, to have the option of a phone consult instead of a video consult for the reasons mentioned before about poor computer literacy, poor internet connection, things dropping out, and various other things. But I'd certainly like to see that happen. And I think it should be expanded to everyone like it is now. I don't think it should just be restricted to regional and rural patients. I think that it's quite beneficial even for people within metropolis the cities, And it improves productivity for people who are busy in that it saves them travel time, parking time, and they can still actually get a very efficient, good medical consultation for their medical condition. Certainly it works better for some specialties than other specialties, so it doesn't always work for every single type of specialist. But certainly from my perspective, I think it should be available ideally. And to that end, the College of Surgeons is about to embark on a very major... Survey to our membership and hopefully our members will actually also send it to their patients to gauge the experience of surgeons and surgical patients with telehealth, whether or not they viewed that it was an effective way of delivering us. And we hope to therefore have some more robust data around this that we can advocate on behalf of both our surgeons and our patients to government as required. So...
0: Hopefully that is something that will be coming out to our membership over the next week or two. Professor Mark Frydenberg. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.